Welcome. This is the Living Loving Liberty Network, and we are so happy to have you join us today. This is the Liberty Mom Show. I'm your host, Elaine England. Liberty Moms are the original secretaries of defense, the real defenders of the home front. We are there when it comes to defending our families and our communities, and we're so pleased to have two amazing Liberty Moms with us today. I am thrilled that you would take time to be with us, ladies, and we're in store for some great, amazing, and hopeful information that will just give us so much hope and clarity for this crazy upside-down world that we're living in. But it you're just going to love it. So you're really going to enjoy this whole show. We're going to start with Anastasia Norjarian. Anastasia, tell me, let's, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we're going to introduce Dr. Rayanne Ramsey, and we'll let her introduce herself. But Anastasia, tell us a little about yourself, please. Uh, well, I'm um, the founder and executive director of Save Somebody, which is a nonprofit organization that serves families and children and families uh, with trauma, uh, suicide, and addiction. We help to prevent that and provide some, some healing. Um, as far as my background is concerned, I have a background in both strategic communication and uh, psychology. The reason why I studied the two of them has really a lot to do with what's what we're seeing happening right now in our world. Psychology is the study of human dysfunction and strategic communication, which includes advertising and uh, public relations, uh, is how you manipulate that dysfunction. So I, I wanted to study those two fields so we, I could better understand how to make a difference in our world because we have, we have um, some people that are, are wanting to to create chaos, and then some of us want to create the calm in the storm. And so, so what I'm dedicated to, and what I've, what I've dedicated my life to, is to help be that calm in the storm. So I've, I've worked with uh, lots of different populations of people, uh, including refugees, veterans, uh, struggling youth, survivors of domestic violence, immigrants, um, prisoners in and out of incarceration, addicts, and um, and you know everyday people, families. And so it was really important to me to be able to, to make a difference um, because, you know, we all go through hard things and it's important that we're able to reach out for each other. I just love that because I think that is, you are creating so much value because we are dealing with the time, especially right now, where people really are in a lot of pain. They really are suffering in so many psychological ways as well as physical and it's just, I love your message. I love your organization because I think we do need to hear this. And I love it because I believe with all my heart, there is so much hope. There's so many great things to look forward to. There are so many miracles that are lying in wait for us to call forth. And I love your organization and your message. And, and so Dr. Rayanne Ramsey, we would love you to just give us a little bit of history about yourself and how you got involved in this. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I have an academic background in history and humanities, and I'm the chair of 
the history, humanities, and philosophy department at Mission College. So on the one side, I'm an academic, but I'm also a single mom with four children. And I have seen both in their lives and the lives of their friends, the impact and struggles that come from difficult experiences that create trauma. And so um, using my academic skills, I've also done work with various boards and not-for-profits. Like currently I sit on the Santa Clara County Board of Behavioral Mental Health. I am also um, involved with organizations like EP3 Foundation, which is a Stanford initiative. And I just am finishing up writing curriculum for the Global Governance Committee on Digital Safety and Security, the IEEE Committee. And we did a curriculum development for them that it talks about how to create a safe digital environment for children. So um, I've really combined my uh, passion as a mother in wanting to protect and help children and other people who are vulnerable with my academic capacity and background in terms of research and writing. And Anastasia and I have known each other, worked together, collaborated, researched, and been friends for many years. And so I was really fortunate to work alongside her as she finished up researching her program um, that we implement through our nonprofit Save Somebody that seeks to help people who've struggled with trauma or seeks to help people um, in terms of giving them skills so that if and when they deal with trauma, they have less negative side effects. And so I've been very fortunate to be brought on as the academic director and to work with her in terms of curriculum development and implementation. Fantastic. And I just want to make it clear to our listeners that your organization is called Save Somebody. So it's B-U-D-D-Y, like a buddy. And I love it. It's very clever. But I just want them to be able to, anybody that wants to find you, it's helpful if you know how to spell it right. So it's not somebody, it's somebody, B-U-D-D-Y, save somebody. Just just such a great name and really says what you're about. So what kind of evidence and research have you based your program on? You didn't just make it up, I'm sure. Um, no, no, we didn't just make it up. Um, and, and going back to your, your first comment regarding Save Somebody, uh, what we're really focused on is teaching people, children and families, how to save yourself and help a buddy. So it's, it's really focused on community and all of us gathering together to support each other. Um, and that, that goes into the, some of the research. What we know through research is that the one thing that makes the biggest difference in a child's life, or anybody's life for that matter, above and beyond any kind of um, intervention or treatment modality, is one person who genuinely cares about another person. That's the one thing that heals trauma. And so it's really important that, that we're able to focus on each other and, and support each other that way. Um, Dr. Ramsey had mentioned uh, you know, being a single mother. I'm also a single mother. And um, she's, as far as buddies are concerned, you know, she's been my buddy for many, many years. And when I've had a hard time, I was able to reach out to her and say, hey, I'm not quite sure how to handle this. And, I'm, you know, I'm feeling a little down today. And she was always um, this, just this incredible um, support to me to help build me up. And so as we're talking about some of these issues, um, both she and I and, you know, many others that are involved in our our organization, um, you know, we, we live this on a day-to-day -day basis. So we know that it works. It's not just based on neuroscience. We know from our everyday lives how meaningful this is and what a difference it can make. 
you know, that is really well said because, of course, you have research, you have studies, but the reality is having real-life experience and implementing it and trying it in real life, that is really the evidence. That really is. And I think it is very self-evident that having a buddy, everyone, we're so social, humans need a buddy. They need to feel that they're important to somebody. We don't have to be important to everybody, but we need to be important to somebody. And um, I love that. I think it's it's just so important. And I love the what your organization does to help. It, it doesn't just help the person that you reach out to, but it helps us because it's a two-way thing. So it's, it's, it's a... It comes both ways, which is, and I love what you said, Anastasia, that it it helps healing. And I really do believe that that's true. There's no question about that. It really is very healing. So what what is trauma? What would you call trauma? Um, so Dr. Ramsey, do you want to address that or shall I? <laughs> well, I think we can begin perhaps with the ACEs study. And Anastasia, I think I'll let you go ahead and discuss that since that is the foundation of all the research that you've done and that we've built our program on. Okay. All right. So just to give you a little bit of background um, on on me. Uh, So I went through some hard things as a kid. Most of us have gone through hard things when we were kids. And uh, a lot of us carry some of the trauma that we've experienced into our adult life and that that affects how we, how we function, how we show up in the world, how we relate to one another. And um, what's really important is to learn how to, to take those hard things that we've, we've that sorrow that we've experienced and, um, and out of that sorrow is what comes resilience. So really resilience is born of sorrow. And so the ACEs study uh, took a look at, at the effects of this. And, and this was a study that was done in the, the late 1990s. It was conducted by uh, the Centers for Disease Control and Kaiser Permanente Insurance Group. So they started with about 17,000 participants. And then those participants um, were duplicated into, um, it was replicated with over over half a million people. And so- That's, that's amazing. Okay, Anastasia, I don't want to interrupt you. We're going to take a short break. We're going to be right back, and we're going to finish this up and let you finish what you're saying. Thank you so much. is the Loving Liberty Network, and you are listening to the Liberty Mom Show. We're so happy to have you join us today. This is your host, Elaine England, and I am thrilled to have Anastasia Najarian and Dr. Regan Ramsey with me today. They are amazing Liberty Moms, and we are learning so much, and what a, how timely, what a great time to learn how not only to heal ourselves, but to help to heal our children. Because Anastasia, as you said, we all have trauma. Everyone does. I had an, a blissfully wonderful childhood, but I didn't know it until I was an adult. And I thought I had hard times, but until I was an adult, did I realize 
my life was pretty darn wonderful. But we all think that we have trauma. We all do. We all suffer hard times. So Anastasia, before we took our break, you were telling us about trauma and and what it is and how we can deal with it. So please finish where, just pick up where we left off. So there was a study that was done and half a million people uh, were eventually studied. It was the, the ACEs research study, which is, stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. What they found was that there was a direct correlation between the number of adverse childhood experiences, which would be loss, abandonment, abuse, neglect, those kinds of things, that a person experienced in childhood and long-term health effects in, in uh, adult life. So on a scale from one to 10, if a person had experienced, say, four of these, then in adult life, they would be 460% more likely to experience depression. Um, if they had experienced six or more of these, then as adults, then they would be 700 times more likely to experience alcoholism or drug addiction, and they would be 1,200 times more likely to take their own life. So what's staggering about this is that when, when the, the research was done, they realized that 60% that, um, of Americans, and understand these are, these are middle-class, college-educated, full-time, they, they work full-time, they have benefits. These are your average Americans, that 60% of us have been through something really horrific in our childhood. What they also found, what, so that it's, it's, it's you or someone you know has been through something really hard. And what they also found was that the toxic stress that was caused by early childhood trauma could then um, wreak havoc on the body. So in adult life, what they found was that uh, early childhood trauma, when untreated, also is directly correlated to 17 of the top chronic illnesses. So that includes things like cancer, heart disease, diabetes, autoimmune disorders, those kinds of things. And so it's really, really, really important that we get on top of this and that we start to understand how this works. Um, the other thing that was really important to know is that there's a cycle called the conflict trauma cycle. So for instance, if you grow up in a family where there's lots of fighting, there's, there's stuff going on, there's conflict in the home, right? A child can start to internalize that conflict. And then that conflict that we have inside it goes, it goes out, in, out into the world, out into our community and things like that. And so if I've experienced some kind of trauma, there's inner conflict that can create more trauma that then creates more conflict that creates more trauma. So what we'll see is this gets passed down generationally um, for many, many generations. And so what's really important is that we, we interrupt that cycle and get on top of it. This pandemic is contributing to that, that trauma conflict cycle. And um, we've had uh, some, some children that have, uh, that have taken their own lives. Dr. Ramsey, do you mind sharing a little bit about that? Uh, I was recently um, speaking out or speaking with a parent in Idaho, as a matter of fact. I've, I've been interviewing parents in Utah, Idaho, Nevada, Arizona, California. And our suicide um, prevention hotlines have been lit up, and we see an increase, particularly in teens, in the rates of suicide. We see an increase with the COVID situation across the board, but the teenage group is the highest group. And I was on the phone with a mother in the Rexburg area just two days ago, and she was sharing with me that in her district so far this year, there's already been eight suicides. And they understand that it's at crisis level. And... Anastasia Najarian is absolutely correct, and this is, of course, the core research that our 
our program and curriculum at Save Somebody is based on, which is trauma, when left untreated, creates other residual um, harmful um, incidences and creates more trauma. And so we have to interrupt that cycle. We have to teach people and children skills that help them deal with trauma, heal from trauma, find peace in their lives. And really the groundbreaking work that Anastasia has done starting from that study and moving up on the things that help mitigate or assuage or lessen the impact of trauma have been really important. And we've had phenomenal success because she's taken these strategies and put them together in a class, in a curriculum, where we can actually teach people literally things that you can do in your home for yourself every day to help. And then you can also teach other people. That's how you save a buddy, right? And, and in helping someone else, you first you've helped yourself and then by sharing you help someone else and we build and strengthen community which as we know is a key factor in reducing some of the worst outcomes of mental health crises for example suicide that is so fantastic that is so fabulous really really fascinating because i think all of us know at least one person probably multiple people that we love in our lives who have taken their own life who have felt so much trauma and so much distress and they were loved they were important and they were truly loved and yet they I mean I don't really know I don't know if they didn't feel loved or they were just in their trauma I just think this sounds like something that really virtually everyone needs to learn about because we're all interacting with people uh, less than we should be we all need to be interacting with people so that we can help stop this from happening I mean this is an this is really, truly an epidemic of proportions. And they say, I know in Utah, the suicide rate in Utah has doubled since COVID started, since March. That is just outrageous. And, um, and I love the fact, Anastasia and Dr. Ramsey, that there you have answers. You have ways to help us deal with this and address it. And I was just, I would love for you to just take a moment. I kind of want to, I know I'm interrupting, but I'd love you to take a moment and tell people, I know everyone's on the edge of their seat. How do we get the program? How do we get onto this? Because if someone can't finish listening, at least they know we're all, we're all interested. You've captured us. So how do we get a hold of your class or your program? Uh, well, the, the way you can get a hold of our program is uh, to go to savesomebody.org. Again, that's save, S-O-M-E-B-U-D-D-Y dot org. And uh, we have access to curriculum there. Um, we also, if you're interested in getting involved, there are opportunities to volunteer, to become a mentor. If you have professional skills, uh, we'd love to have you come work with us. Um, that doesn't mean you have to be a, a therapist or anything like that. We have people that work in all different areas um, of law, business, all kinds of things, whatever, whatever you feel like you can do to contribute and, um, and then help get it out to your, your community, to, your, um, to, to schools and to other families. Uh, we are a nonprofit organization and so we're, we are supported by funds. And so if you can make a donation, that would be extremely helpful. Um, because what we'd like to do is be able to make this available to everyone at no charge especially those people in environments that can't afford these, these kinds of programs. 
And so that's what really what we're working toward. You know, the only way for us to solve this problem is for all of us to take responsibility and then each of us share our piece of the puzzle. When we can come to work together like that, then, then, then we'll solve the problem together. Not one of us can do this alone. And so we're really, we're really excited about having people have access to it. And there's hope. Save somebody is the calm in the storm. And uh, because what we're teaching are three, three tools that, have, that are all neuroscience-based, but we've simplified brain science into everyday action. So essentially... Fantastic. Anastasia, we are going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We will be right back to finish up. Welcome back. This is the Loving Liberty Network. We're so happy to have you staying with us and what a great show we have. This is the Liberty Mom Show. I'm Delaine England, your host today. Liberty Moms are the original secretaries of defense. We are the real defenders of the home front. We are there when it comes to defending our families and our communities. And we have two amazing Liberty Moms with us today, Anastasia Norjarian and Dr. Ray Ann Ramsey, and we are just being given such a delightful, wonderful, hopeful, positive information. I feel just so excited. I can't wait to go online and take your class. I just feel really motivated, and I just feel like we need to get this message out to everybody because I don't think we, any of us know anybody who's not in pain, not suffering some kind of trauma and or have had some, and we all have a way to lift each other and that really is the answer i'm just excited about it so anastasia before we left you were talking about the program how to get the program and the three steps so i didn't want to interrupt you let's finish that up and then we're going to talk to dr ramsey about how we can get this online so it can be available to everybody Right. So, um, so as far as the program is concerned, again, it is all available online. It's something that moms can do with their kids. Um, you know, dads, dads can do that. Friends Super. can help each other. So the, the curriculum itself is actually built, is actually written. Um, so a child can understand it. It's very, very simple. And so we wanted, you know, kids 10 to a hundred to be able to do this. And then we have a curriculum that's being developed also for younger kids. It's all music and movement. Um, so that they can start to learn concepts before they get into this um, this stuff that's a little bit uh, on a, a little bit higher level. So the the program uh, essentially teaches children about adverse childhood experiences that it happens to a lot of us, and um, and that and how how we can reach out to each other and 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 support each other through that. So the first tool that we teach helps kids reframe how they see themselves in the world. So a lot of kids that have been through hard things our kids just in general, because we're all on the spectrum somewhere, um, might think that they're not enough. I'm not enough. I'm not wanted. I'm not lovable. I'm not capable. They might believe these kinds of thoughts about themselves. So the first tool helps them to reframe that so that they can know that they are enough and that they can do things. What it also does is so that changes their identity, which also changes how they see themselves in the world, which is their ideology. So that's the first tool. It helps to remap neural pathways in the brain. Super simple. 
really um, amazing how simple it is. The second tool is a tapping technique that was developed uh, with, with veterans and uh, genocide survivors. And what it does is it's, it's based on tapping acupressure points. Super simple, it helps the body to calm down um, and that works neurophysiologically. So if somebody's being reminded of something that's upsetting to them, they can know how to, to tap on these acupressure points and just, just calm their body down. The third tool, again, was developed with, uh, with veterans and it's been proven to reduce suicide attempts by 75% for up to six months, which gives us time to intervene. And what to do is it's, it's just um, knowing how to reach out, of, out to a friend or be a friend when somebody's feeling despair. And um, that, that's done by writing down the names of three people that you would reach out to if you're having a hard time. Writing down your reasons for living. Why do you get out of bed every morning? What makes a difference in your day? And then creating a safety plan for yourself. So if you're having those kinds of thoughts, you can help have people step in to help you intervene. So those are the, those are the, the tools. There's one, one more thing I want to address before we, um, Dr. Ramsey talks about how to get the program or how we're developing it online. And that is it's really important to understand that trauma is really the core of everything. So if we have stuff that happens to us, again, it, it becomes the filter through which we interpret all of our experiences. And, and trauma, as we mentioned, can lead to addiction and suicide. Addiction and suicides are symptoms of, of trauma. And while we appreciate programs that address these issues, what makes us different is, is that we're getting, we're getting to the root cause of what's going on there. So um, addiction is a slow form of suicide, and we're just talking about death of the body and um, death of the slow soul. Addiction is a slow form of suicide. So we want to make sure we get on top of those things as well. And then Dr. Ramsey, um, if you can share a little bit about how we're getting this out to the world. Absolutely. So uh, in the last year or two that we have been implementing the program in a classroom format, we've been doing it face to face. We've worked with veterans. Uh, we've gone into refugee camps. And of course, we've gone into schools, elementary schools. Now, ideally, of course, we want to reach as many children as we can, because the sooner you get these tools, the more uh, the more you can help protect yourself and others. But these tools will all, are also extremely effective in helping adults who have suffered from childhood trauma, regardless of what their ACE score is. And so we really are, one of our primary focuses, that it, it's literally been in the last, what, four months, Anastasia, has been how do we take this incredibly effective curriculum program and transition it to online um, into a pedagogical format that is effective, but still helps people feel connected and like they can build community. So we've really, really been working on that. And our anticipation is in the next probably eight weeks, eight to 10 weeks, we will be launching our classes online. And so when you go to our website, which is savesomebody.org, that's S-A-V-E-S-O-M-E-B-U-D-D-Y.org. When you go to our website, not only can you look for various resources that we recommend that can be useful to you personally, but you will be able to look into enrolling in our courses or, excuse me, in our course or enrolling various groups in our course. And we are really excited about this because as Anastasia mentioned, our ultimate goal is to be able to offer this as a service. 
like every other nonprofit out there, we've been applying for grants. Our ultimate goal will, of course, be to get receive an endowment. We are open to donations because we don't want to limit the amount of good we can do at all. And we've also been working with other foundations and organizations like IEEE, or excuse me, like um, EP3 Foundation, the Stanford Initiative, in order to make sure that we partner with groups that can help us expand our our um, audience so that, again, we can grow this organically so that we can encourage people to come into the program in a way that works for them and then share it and build their own communities. So we're very excited because in the next H10 weeks, we do expect to be able to successfully have launched our online version of the course. And we really don't want to limit who can have access to it. And I want to say something because this is very important. And that is that we live in a really privileged country. We live in a space where most people have access to digital technology. They can go into any public library and and access for free a computer. Most people get access to digital personal devices through through special programs or or whatnot. And, And then we have all kinds of public spaces like restaurants and libraries and university campuses and coffee houses that uh, emit free um, web access, online access. And so we happen, yes. And so we happen to live in a space where if we move our service online, many, many people can access it. But I'm going to tell you that the next step for us will be figuring out how to even grow beyond that because there are spaces in the world where they don't have that sort of infrastructure. And so right now we're really focused on growing it online here, but ultimately we will continue to do our face-to-face classes and find other ways to do this when we go. For example, we've been invited to go to Israel. We've been invited back to Ireland and Greece. And eventually when we can go, we will be looking to develop something that is effective in the spaces where there's a limited internet access. Fantastic. I really love that. It's very true because in America, it is, we really do have access to internet. And also, I love what you were talking about because children, when children are given the tools to heal, they are so malleable and they are resilient. And if we can help children heal while they're children, they do it so quickly. They recover so well and so quickly. And that makes for better adults and and they make better parents, and that will really just kind of help to heal our entire society. It is more difficult if we wait until we're adults to reach out and get some healing. It's just a lot harder. It takes us, although it's fine because it's still completely possible and people still can absolutely heal, as we have seen with so many people being able to do it. So I just want to repeat the website. It is Save Somebody. S-O-M-E-B-U-D-D-Y dot, was that dot com? Or dot dot org. org. I didn't write it down. I just thought I would remember it. So save somebody dot org. And um, so that's where you can get that. We are going to be able to, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back in just a minute and finish up. Thank you. Stay with us.
Welcome back. This is the Loving Liberty Network, and we are so happy to have you with us. I know you're really enjoying our show. This is the Liberty Mom Show. Delane England is your host. We have Anastasia Nojarian and Dr. Rayanne Ramsey with us, and we have so little time left and so much to talk about. We're so thrilled to learn so much. We are going to ask Dr. Ramsey, would you please give us some ideas or some tips that we as parents we can start implementing immediately. Absolutely. And tips for how to help children deal with stress right now and also yeah. on um, stepping away from the screen, which is really important to their brain health. Um, Dr. Dimitri Christakis is one of the country's leading experts on child's brains and research in front of a screen. And we know that long-term exposure to screens is not good for their brains and depending on the content, it's not good for them. So they need a break. So things that they can do that can help them deal with stress is of course, you wanna encourage your children to talk talk to you, talk to their friends. And when, when you encourage them to talk, you want to just listen. Don't solve, don't fix, don't say anything. You just want to listen. They need a chance to process and express their feelings. They can also journal. They can color. They can paint. They can do puzzles. Something that creates a connection between the body and the brain that gives them something physical to do so that they're engaged elsewhere is, is really helpful. Um, things that your child enjoys that maybe um, helps them feel a little more calm and peaceful, like walks, taking a walk with your child, right? If you do yoga, do yoga at home with your child. Uh, if your kid loves to sing, you know, get in the car, go for a drive and sing. These are the types of things that you can do to help with stress, but also help them sort of reboot their own neuro neurological condition away from the computer. Physical movement is a key part of resetting the brain. And so you don't need to take them outside and do jumping jacks, but something like, you know, taking them on a walk, throwing the ball with the dog, right? Wrestling with a the sibling. These are things that can really help their brain um, reduce its stress level in the moment. And, th and that's distinct from, let's say, trauma. But that's just some, some nuggets or some advice for the current situation of online learning that we're looking at as a nation as a whole. Um, and Dr. Ramsey, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, it's okay. And I was going to say then one of the really important things, whether it's in this situation or when we deal with trauma, is that they feel human connection. And so, Anastasia, I'm wondering if you would say something, share a little bit about our mentor program. Sure, absolutely. So um, I think the first thing to understand, because Dr. Ramsey has talked about how important it is to listen. So you know, God gave us um, two ears and one mouth for a reason. He wants us to use them in that ratio. So we want to we want to step back and, and use our ears. And um, and the way that we do that, first of all, is is to um, if we're having a child who's acting out, they're acting out because they don't know how to voice what's going on for them. So we want to stop asking what's wrong with you, and we want to listen and start asking what happened to you. What are you experiencing inside? And, and so I'll touch on the mentor piece here in a minute, but that's a really important foundation when you're looking at, at reaching out and, and um, being there for someone. Um, the other thing that's, that's really important is to, to realize that um, there are so many opportunities uh, where you can draw on your own experience um, to benefit a, a child. You know, if you have, a lot of us, have under, we understand loss. We understand um, 
loneliness or, um, you know, having, having gone through some of these hard things and, and kids instinctively know whether you get it or not. And so it's, it's really important, even if you haven't been through trauma per se, you can still draw on your own life experience and, and, you know, and, and understand what it, what they would feel like. So we want to, when we're mentoring a child, we want to be able to empathize with them and, and sit in it with them um, instead of standing over them and lecturing. They really need us to, to be there. So we have mentoring opportunities um, that, that, you, that parents, other adults in the community can volunteer for if they're really interested in working with a group of kids. They, could, they can help mentor them on either in person or some of these, uh, these online, the online programs that we have available. And, and what happens there is um, you can come into the classroom, and what we like to do is make sure that we are matching adult mentors from in a community with, um, say, youth or other, other adults that match the culture and language of that community. So, like, for instance, when I'm working with Rwandan genocide survivors, or I, I'm in Greece and I'm working with, uh, you know, survivors coming out of refugees that are coming out of the Middle East and have been through hard things, or if I'm in a school in, um, in you know, some part of San Francisco, it could be a, a, a certain a certain neighborhood there, I want to match those, those people together. So if I'm in a Hispanic neighborhood and I'm working with Hispanic children, I want those adults to match that culture. If I'm working with African refugees, I want adults who've been through stuff who can match that culture of those children so they feel that immediate bond. Um, some of the, the best mentors we've ever had have, have <laughs> they had, they've been through the school of hard knocks. And I love to say that, that you know, when we've, when we've been through some of this stuff, um, some of us have put our schooling on hold while we got an education. And then we were able to go back to school. And, um, and then it's, it's that much more, that's, it, it has that much more meaning. So that, that's how we do that. Um, Dr. Ramsey, do you want to expand a little bit on how they can get involved as mentors now that I've explained what yeah. they do? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're interested in being a mentor, you need to go to our website. And of course, um, you can uh, uh, fill out a form and let us know that you're interested in being a mentor. But I want to come back and reiterate that we need mentors, whether we're working with adults or children, and we need mentors from, from within that community. That is a requisite to doing the program. It's not like a, a class that we just video and then you just watch it. That does no good, right? You're going to actually be connecting with us and with other people from your community so that we begin to not only learn skills together that help us, but in learning those skills, you bond together and you build connection and then you share it with others. And that allows you to build a community that's predicated on the concept that we're in it together, that we can heal together, that we're connected and supported together, and we're stronger together. And I think those are very fundamental historical rules of any successful human society. And I think that we're very fortunate that we're living in a time 
where we are moving intentionally more towards peace, peaceful resolution, uh, peaceful ways of dealing with diplomacy and so on. And I know, given the current political climate and what's going on right now in our country, it doesn't feel that way. But I can assure you as a historian that we have never had a more peaceful situation in the history of the world. Like, if you went back to ancient Rome, ancient Rome today would be considered a, a a terrorist state, right? And so I, I understand that currently and politically it might feel uncertain and COVID makes people feel very stressed, but the reality is that we as a species are improving. And we, we have seen that success historically when communities build together and take care of each other. They, have, they last longer, they're more successful. And on an individual level, we see improvements in mental health, physical health, and the satisfaction of life. I'll never forget a study that I read, and it was a study of hospice workers. And you know, when people get to the end of their lives, they don't regret that they didn't work more. They don't regret that they didn't have more money. They always regret that they didn't have more connection or more opportunities to express their love to others. And this program will help people heal. It'll build communities, and it will help bring meaning into both the individual's life and, and the collective. I just want to add more, one more comment to that. So we invite all of you to help us to be the calm in the storm. And you can do that by saving yourself, doing work for yourself, and then help a buddy. Come join us. Ladies, Liberty ladies, that was so wonderful. And I really want to reiterate that as a history teacher, it is so true. We think that we're living in such a, Oh, a very divisive time and where there's just so much hate and so much divisiveness and, and really we're being fed by the media, spoon fed on a moment to moment basis, all of the bad things that are happening, but what we're not being fed are all the amazing things that are happening. We're not being exposed to all the amazing, wonderful people in the world. And that is why I'm so pleased to have you ladies on today because this is really, there's, I just agree with you so much that people are generally very, very good and we all want to have peace and we want to have happiness and we want to heal and we want our children to heal and to have a future. And so I thank you so much for your great message. I want thank to remind you. everybody, go on to savesomebody.com. Dot org. Dot org. And now we have your attention. Savesomebody.org. Thank you so much, ladies. It's been wonderful. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Everybody go on. Appreciate it. Thank Have you. a wonderful week.